I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And we are so happy to be having some more guests. I don't know, it's feel like it's been a while. Don't you think so, Myra? Don't it feel like it's been a while yeah. since you recorded? For sure. <laughs> so I know I'm excited to, you know, to get some new people on and some new discussions. And so, um, you know, we all start off with a random discussion. So random topic um hmm what's going on in my head in the world in my head um okay let's say if somebody if you had a friend right and you all the friendship dissipated and it had been 10 years 10 years um and they reached back out to you and they said that they wanted to be friends again uh, they had did some work. They've been to therapy, blah blah blah, or whatever. They did. They did some work, and they want to be friends again. What would you say, or how would you proceed? I mean, it's nothing wrong with giving them a chance. So why not have a conversation? I think for me, I would just be considering how the friendship ended, and if it's something that's still on my mind, then it probably wouldn't be a good idea. But I feel like sometimes we have disagreements with people, and we kind of forget about what happened. And so I feel like maybe it wasn't that big if I forgot, I might give them a chance, but hmm, maybe why not. Mm, interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think same, it would just, it depends on why we're not friends anymore. <clears throat> because sometimes, you know, sometimes those scars, even if you have healed through it, it's enough to make you decide that you don't want to have to even possibly experience it again, right? Um, so I think it would depend on what, what it is and it'll depend on the space I have in my life. You know, sometimes we were in, um, easier chapters of life where you feel like you can take on a little bit more. And then sometimes it's like, I can't, I can't even sit here and even try to let you show me and, you know, because I don't have it. So I think for me, it, it would be contingent upon those two things, the space I have and what happened. What about you, about you, Bash? I tend to lean towards what you said, but I mean, it's a mix. One, it definitely depends on why we fell out. Um, time can heal. So if, I mean, if it's a friendship that I truly valued and had to mourn, yeah, there will be some hard considerations to reopening any past traumas or potential past traumas to resurface. So it's literally a case by case basis, but to be honest, friendships that have ended 10 plus years ago, if I'm being honest right now, I probably wouldn't. I'm in such a different place. And it's like, yeah, we can reconcile, but friendship, probably not. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for, um, you know, engaging in this topic together. Just something, I'm trying to think why that's even on my mind. I have no idea, but <laughs> it's something on my mind. So thanks for engaging in the topic. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest today. So today we have Bathsheba uh, Dorsey, aka Dad Bash, um, and she has been licensed esthetician in the state of California for six years. She specializes in eyelash extensions, face and amp, 
body waxing, skincare, and permanent makeup. Um, having formerly worked in social services, Vash prides herself on providing quality services that serve the body and as well as the spirit. Beauty by Bash isn't just a place to enhance your beauty, it's also a place to reclaim some time, decompress, and step away from the hustle and bustle that can drag us down. Beauty by Bash is simply beauty for you. Come on, Beauty by Bash. I'm here <laughs> for it. Uh, as y'all can see today, we're going to be talking about Black women's skincare and just overall Beauty by Bash. So to start us off, um, Bash, can you tell us about your journey into becoming an esthetician? Uh, my journey to become an esthetician was interesting. Um, I've been a client since I was 21. So I started getting waxed at 21 and never looked back. And at that time, of course, I was in college. And so doing this was never something that was on my mind, but I loved being a client. I loved the pampering and all that kind of stuff. And so the places I chose were very specific. And it wasn't until later um, after I had children and things like that, it, it was like, okay, so I really like this. And at the time that I decided that esthetician would be my journey was also a compliance thing. So my cousin was an esthetician and she did eyelash extensions and I got them done and I absolutely fell in love with the look. And so I'm like, you know, this is something I would like to do on the side, but at the same time, that's when California changed their regulations to requiring a license and not just a certificate. Mm -hmm. So I had to end up going to school to do it and in school, in addition to the lashes and everything they teach you in beauty school, that is where I fell in love with waxing and facials. So that is where my journey began. It was just a compilation of things and the timing was right. Hmm. Okay. Can you share with us? Cause you oftentimes will see like esthetician with the A then esthetician with the an E and that confuses me. And then the difference between that and dermatologists, I feel like I get confused. So I know other people get confused too. That is my favorite. Okay, so def okay, difference between dermatologist, esthetician with an A, and esthetician with an E. Um, first, let me say dermatologist because that's the easiest explanation. Of course, those are doctors. They go to med school, and they don't just treat skin. They treat hair and nails as well, and any conditions associated with that. Mm -hmm. And what you see with the dermatologist is they're more likely to treat you from the inside out. So they treat the symptoms with medications um, and creams. So that's where you're gonna find your medicated creams, your Accutane, you're gonna find your pharmacy grade retinol. Those things are what the dermatologist is gonna do for you. He's not, or he or she is not going to cleanse your face. You know, that's where the estheticians come in. We come in, we also, you know, now let's step back, let me step back. Difference between esthetician and esthetician A versus E. In essence, there really is no difference. Mm -hmm. We are all licensed skincare specialists taught to treat and analyze skin. However, in California, we don't recognize master estheticians or esthetician with an A. We don't recognize medical estheticians. You're literally just an esthetician or you're an RN. The two do not cross. The two boards do not work together in that. It doesn't exist technically in California. However, in other areas, 
it is very well a thing. You have your master estheticians and that's attached to extended education, training, teaching, that kind of thing. And then medical estheticians is most often where you'll find esthetician with an A. And in some areas a medical esthetician, spa esthetician, paramedical esthetician, are all things. And it's based on the level of education they have, the level of continuing education they have, the level of training and your years of experience. And so they go further into things where, like let's say for instance in California, we can't use lenses. However, a medical esthetician in any state that does accept it, of course, they can land skin, they can use, you know, invasive techniques that may draw blood, like microneedling, for instance, we're not legally allowed to do it here. However, other states, they, they are. So when it comes to those invasive type skin treatments, for us here in California, that's kind of our limit, like that's out of scope for us. But essentially esthetician and esthetician are the same thing. We're all skin care specialists. It's just a matter of how much more education one may have. Got it. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up because I'm always like, I'm confused. (laughs) If I'm being honest, there's, you know, there's a little air of pretension behind it too, because Mm -hmm. some people will use it. And I'm like, girl, you wash faces just like I do. (laughs) (laughs) so what are some common issues or target areas you notice with black women's skin oh we are so complex yet so simple um but no hyperpigmentation is the number one number one that's the number one uh condition i have people come to me with and the three major areas are old acne spots where Mm -hmm. they may you know picked at them and they left the marks um underarms pubic area and inner thighs Mm -hmm. so that goes into so many things I mean one it just brings us to the fact that we we pick we pick we tell ourselves we're not going to but we do and then we have this mark and now it's just like when you gain weight it's easy to gain it hard to lose it once you get that mark to get rid of it requires a level of discipline and consistency that most are not prepared to jump into. So let's talk hyperpigmentation from breakouts. You might wanna use a good cleanser, moisturizer, um, good mask, some type of exfoliant, and then perhaps a good serum, but you have to be consistent. It's not gonna happen. It's not even gonna happen in two weeks. You have to be consistent. And then let's say, armpits a lot of times that's from things like razor burn or bad deodorant because you know as we're all learning deodorant ingredients can have a you know adverse effect same for the pubic area from constant shaving things like that where you're left with these marks and these razor burns how do you get rid of it well of course there are products but you have to be consistent and you have to stop the activity that caused it in the first place like, I can't want to get rid of my hyperpigmentation, but still use this baking soda lace deodorant. It's not going to work. It's counterintuitive. And then, like, places like the inner thigh, though, that comes from friction. You have to stop the friction for the product to work. And so that's often, mm-hmm. that requires a intense level of dedication because it may require some weight loss. Mm-hmm. It may require, you know, a whole entire lifestyle change. But those are the most prominent things when women, black women come to see me for any type of skin treatments is hyperpigmentation in those areas. Very rarely have I been, you know, has acne been at the top 
of my list. Hmm. I thought it was going to be that. I have a side question. So I always hear people talking about when you have your water a certain certain temperature, it opens up your pores. And I've learned your pores do not open up. So uh, thank my, you. I'm so glad you said that. So my question is, what makes pores more visible, though? Debris. Uh, so, and thank you so much for saying that, because a lot of people are like, oh, I need to close my pores, babe. They do not do this. They do <laughs> right. No, basically, what makes pores more visible? One, it could simply be genetics and you have big pores. You can't do anything about that. The mm. best thing, though, for anybody is to keep them clean. So when we see blackheads, that you know, that's an accumulation of sweat, oil, uh, makeup, dirt, anything, just all the things from our day-to-day. And the more that gets impacted in there, the bigger it's going to appear. So the key is to always keep it clean. Make sure you keep it clean because that'll minimize the appearance. That is all it'll do. And that's why, you know, when people are like, oh, no, I wash twice a day. Okay, so how are you getting that out? What type of exfoliation are you using? What do you do? Well, I just wash my face twice a day, you know, and well, it, it requires some work. That's why estheticians are important. You know, when people come to see me for a facial, they're like, how often should I come back? I recommend every four to six weeks simply because you're never going to see what I see when I'm doing extractions. And furthermore, if it were as good as you say it is, I wouldn't have anything to extract. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and go ahead, drop the knowledge on us. Um, I also hear that, and this is my first time hearing that you, like your pores don't open and close and that you're like, it doesn't matter. So wait, are you saying that it doesn't matter what temperature water you use on your face? Oh no, temp, water temp absolutely matters. You never, ever, 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 ever use hot water ever lukewarm tepid room temperature even cool i would not go so far as to say ice cold even though ice cold water does have some benefits um because we do use cooling globes in our service and a lot of times it's to help penetrate the product and to you know with your face mm -hmm. and to calm down any inflammation that may have happened from extractions a chemical peel um, an enzyme peel anything so let's say if I did an enzyme peel on you and you're kind of red, I might do some cooling globes with a little serum to go ahead and calm your skin back down, you know, help that blood go back and not be sitting right at the surface in your red. So yeah, temperature definitely matters. Hot water will dry your skin out completely. Okay. okay. My recommendation always will be tepid, lukewarm, or slightly cool, but like icy, maybe for a brief moment but not to wash my face no right okay okay and you kind of already explained it start to get into it a little bit but if you could pick the top three products that black women in particular need to ensure that they are using for their skin what would it be number one two and three spf okay <laughs> number one is 100 percent spf S PF, I think, you know, I think it, in just initially, but also in association with melanin, we've been led to believe, and I think it was unintentional, I don't think it was malicious at all, but I, we've been led to believe that our melanin is a barrier. No. We are susceptible to all the same skin conditions that the sun damage can cause as anyone else. 
SPF is actually more vital for us because if you've seen melasma, can you imagine what melasma would do with the high melanocyte content that melanated skin has? So basically when you go out into the sun, the sun causes your melanocytes to move a lot more rapidly, which causes the intense, the color change. It causes the darker color, the more pigmentation because they're moving more rapidly. So you always want to use an SPF every single day. And if you're someone who spends a lot of time in the sun, who's very active outdoors, reapplication is important. With any sunscreen, one application is never enough. After two to three hours of activity, especially like let's say you're at the beach or you're swimming, you have to reapply. Mm. And so SPF would be my number one um, recommendation. If you do not have one, Black Girl Sunscreen is a great one. But yes, SPF, we have to use it. Even if you're not going outside, I go from here to my suite, I still need SPF. Really quick bash because, and I'm still confused about this. So with SPF, which I've, with sunscreen, I heard, just heard about it maybe like a year or two, like you said, that I was supposed to be using it. How do you know which um, number to get? Because you know, you got the 35, 30, 50, like how do you know? And that goes to level of sun exposure. I currently, because let's say, if you spend a lot of time outside, a 50 is not bad. Ultimately, they all are going to do the exact same thing. Okay. But a 50, if you're outside, is what I recommend. I spend a lot of time indoors and in front of computer screens, and I use a 30. And I also use a mattifying one because I am oily. So I try to use a mattifying SPF. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. So that was the number one. So SPF, sunscreen. Number two would be a good cleanser and moisturizer system. Now, we all grew up on, you know, we just put lotion on our face when we're done. Yeah, I did that too. And I wish I knew then what I know now. A good moisturizer and cleanser system, especially from the same line, will do wonders. You'd be amazed at how your skin responds when it's treated with this care and intention. Mm. So like for me, I have oily skin. So I use a gentle cleanser most days of the week, but a couple of days out of the week, I also use a medicated cleanser simply because I'm prone to breakouts. So I want to make sure that it is cleansing and I'm using some level of exfoliation because I don't do extractions at home myself. Uh, chemical exfoliation, which would be my cleanser, my salicylic acid cleanser comes in handy. I also do enzyme pills at home. <laughs> but like I said, I'm an esthetician, so that's me. But I do see an esthetician monthly mm. because of my skin. And I mean, I am an esthetician. Why wouldn't I take care of it, right? So a good cleanser and moisturizer system, SPF. And number three, water. Water, 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 and then some more water. Namely because what water does for our skin is it reduces fine lines. It helps with your skin's elasticity, which reduces the whole fine lines, you know, laugh lines, wrinkles, and that kind of stuff. And um, it also like, once you're, when you're healing, let's say you get a scar, your level of water intake absolutely affects how that scar heals. Mm -hmm. And you would be more like, you would be less likely to have a scar long-term. Long wow. Yeah, so water does so much for our skin, especially, you know, inside out. Yeah, let me go ahead and get a sip of water, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in thinking about those three products, 
Um, Cause I'm thinking earlier about asking the difference between an aesthetician, aesthetician, esthetician, and dermatologist. And so in, in your treatment, so how would one know which services to, to utilize, right? So it's sometimes it's best not to go to an esthetician at all and only go to a dermatologist or, or, uh, or the opposite, you know? I would start with an esthetician, namely because we are, since we don't diagnose, we can look at it and we might be able to tell you what it is, but we can't treat it. So let's say something like level four cystic acne. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones where you see they are red, inflamed, they're clustered, um, some produce pus and things like that. I can tell you off the bat during a consultation, if I see your skin before you even get to me, I'm not the person you need to see. Mm -hmm. Dermatology, right on. Now, some medical estheticians, because like I said, in other areas, they are RNs with esthetician licenses, they can handle it. But for here, for me here in California, no, dermatologist, because that is way out of scope for me. And it also is going to require more than I can give you in my treatment room. Because a lot of times situations like that are treated with steroids. Mm -hmm. And so you know, that's far beyond my scope. Um, so yeah, that would, in most estheticians, they don't jump in to invasive treatments. You have to come. And upon consult, they'll see your skin. Let's say the initial facial, Anytime you see an esthetician, your first facial is always going to be their most basic, simply because they do not know your skin, they do not know your regimen, and so that's the point where that gets started. So they're going to see you, they're going to look at it, they're going to give you some recommendations of products to use, they're going to schedule you for another appointment because they want to see how your skin reacted to that and your home care, and then they can move forward with whatever is next. Home care is vital. Like home care, when it comes to seeing an esthetician, your home care and what you do outside of my treatment room is 80% of your results. So if I say, could you come see me? I'm like, hey, I need you to use this, 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 and that. And then come see me in five weeks and we'll see how this happens. If you go home and you decide I'm going to keep using my Dove bar, I'm going to know when you come back. <laughs> and then, I mean, in reality, why are we wasting each other's time? Like I said, skincare requires so much discipline and dedication because I had to learn that. Like I physically write out what my each day I have to do to my face. Yeah. Because people who wear makeup, you want to make sure you have a good clarifying mask to use like twice a week. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have, you know, because some days I do wear makeup. So I want to make sure that when I go to wash all this off, I do everything that's necessary to make sure it's gone. Because one blemish can take two weeks to go away. Like, who wants to deal with that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm a, I, I have eczema. And so I struggle with, like, dermatologists is all I've known on my whole life. Um, and so a lot of times it'll be like this. I've been to also estheticians as well. But, you know, it's, it's the struggle of knowing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so it sounds like, your suggestion would be, you know, if you go to esthetician, they'll look at your skin. They'll let you know if they can't treat it or for something that you need a higher level of care for. Right. And one thing I will tell you too, especially with us and eczema and melanated skin, when you choose an esthetician, do not be afraid to ask, what is your experience, your credentials, and what is your knowledge on melanated skin? And what is your knowledge on melanated skin with eczema? You know, that's why I love my esthetician. She's been an esthetician for 17 years and 
her focus is aging, you know, she works with melanated skin because she is a woman of color. And so she knows, like, she gave me my first chemical pill. And I'm like, when I got that thing, I'm like, hold on, who knew all this was under here? Oh, wow. You want to make sure you ask the credentials. Do not be afraid. Do not think they're hanging on the wall. Ask, and you'll know if they're talking, if they know what they're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so you discussed the, th- the top three products that Black women in particular need. Um, so it's, the next question said, what are your recommendations for summer skin care necessities? Also fall necessities. Summer, summer, summer. Water and SPF. Water, SPF, and some shade, a visor, anything. But no, uh, yeah, definitely. And staying hydrated is vital, namely because with most heat-related uh, emergencies, your skin is the first to tell you what's going on. So definitely, like, when it comes to heat stroke and things like that, the first thing you notice is clammy skin, and it's all over. So you want to make sure that that is where your focus is, water, staying hydrated, and, um, and SPF. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I think that that makes sense. Uh, especially, you know, living in, in California, uh, especially right. like the Southern California, a lot of times, you know, the sun is out all the time. Um, and so it's like, this is an all year thing a lot of times. And so for people who we get to experience a little fall here, but what do you say are some differences in the fall necessities versus some of those summer necessities? Now for the fall, again not to be redundant it's definitely spf um but for the fall it's also a good moisturizer a lot of people their skin dries out in the cooler months so yes lotion but we're not putting lotion on our face we're going to put a good hydrating moisturizer um also your skin tends to be a lot more dull in the winter months namely because it's not getting as much sun Mm -hmm. so you want to try to find a good like brightening serum and you know, one that's vitamin C based. And that's not to say skin lightening because that is very different. I'm talking about brightening, something that keeps you looking glowing, like keeping your skin looking like it's glowing, keeping it the red hues, the yellow hues, those undertones showing instead of just looking drab and gray. Mm. And you know, that's what I realized after a while when I would look at old pictures compared to now. And it was like, man, I was really just walking around here like this was it, huh? <laughs> yeah no I think that's nice too that you get to see the the before and afters right because then you definitely see when you just your skin is clearer and I'm a yellow undertone person so when you can actually see that instead of it just looking like oh it's, it's so it's so different it's so and when your skin looks hydrated versus when it looks dry I can't even describe it but you can see it and it's like wow I was really just walking around here like that, huh? <laughs> awesome. Well, Bash, I want to ask if you have any takeaways for our listeners. And that could be like literally anything. Yes, I want to challenge your listeners to find a good system. Give it a shot for two weeks. Take that picture on that Sunday. And two weeks later, take another picture and be consistent and tell me what differences do you see? Like, and it also helps you work on your discipline and consistency. Yes, I'm going to do it too. Donnie, you going to do it with me? Uh, um, <laughs> At least try, come on. I, have, I can, but you know, I, I like, I have eczema, y'all. So my skin, like, 
it's been going through the most these like to be honest COVID since I like I don't know if you heard about that but like some people with skin issues if you got COVID sometimes people's their skin has exacerbated and so my eczema was kind of common after I got COVID that was like last year in February I feel like my skin just it's just been everywhere so I'm just trying to I'm trying to get get some stuff going on but um, so Danica I have one specifically for you I have something because you know I'm a product manufacturer also Okay. So I have something and I'm going to send you a sample size and I just say for you, use it for a week and tell me what happened. Okay. 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 I'm down. I'm down. Thank you so much. Um, okay. So, um, I mean, y'all heard it. So at this point, it sounds like I'm joining the challenge too. Uh, so we, you know, whoever's listening, if you feel like it, join the challenge for two weeks and get back with us and bash and let us know how it goes um it's I mean I know we could talk about this for for days there's so much information that I feel like we don't know or that maybe we do know but we're not utilizing and so the fact that you know we're able to have a black woman esthetician on the podcast uh this is pretty dope so thank you so much Bash thank you for having me hey y'all I hope you enjoyed this week's episode um I wanted to share something that I really like it's called super goop and it has no cast and they have this one, it's called glow screen. Like they have different types of um, sunscreens. They have one that has like a little like sheen in there. It's like a, I wanna say almost like a glitter but it looks really good on black skin. Then they have one, it just adds this natural glow to your face. I don't really like matte stuff cause I noticed I kind of like a greasy look. Um, cause to me it look like I'm glowing. But yeah, I would definitely check out Supergoop. It's a little pricey. So I usually get the travel ones from Sephora and yeah. It, it looks so good on black skin. So that's all I got for this week. Yeah. And I would just say, like, as you you all can listen, like I've had skin issues, especially like eczema since I was like eight. So I've been dealing with it my whole life, but I would just say, don't, you know, don't give up. I know it's easy. Like you, it's, it can feel so overwhelming. Just like, huh, I can't find anything. I don't know. And as you can see, just like I'm talking to her, talking to Bash, like, you know, you find people and sometimes things do work. So I would just say continue to try different things. Um, you know, try, don't, don't just settle. You don't just have to settle with it. I know it can be hard. That's a good point. Cause I forgot I had really bad acne. Well, to me, it was really bad. A lot of people were like, you do not have bad acne. But before I had Shiloh, I had acne all the time. And so, yeah, being just patient with your skin, because I used to drive me insane having it. I don't know what happened where I don't have it anymore, but whew, it was driving me up the wall. Wow. That's interesting, too, because people, after they have kids and when they're pregnant, usually they'll say their skin gets worse, too. Yeah, mine's has been better. Shout out to Shiloh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Shiloh. But thanks for listening to this week's episode. Tune in with us next Monday and connect with us. So y'all, we have to shout out our friends over at Fiverr. We are officially a Fiverr affiliate and I love Fiverr because you can literally go to them for any type of project you might wanna work on, whether it be if you need a new logo, you need help with the resume, you need help with social media, they help you over there. So go ahead and check out our friends over at Fiverr. That's five E-R-R. So five with two R's at the end. So go ahead and check them out with the link in our bio and tell them that we sent you.